0: Hello and welcome to Move the Line, the Prop Drop Show. Absolutely love it. A prop Drop presented by WinBet. Download the WinBet app today. Enter our promo code 444, receive a risk-free $1,000 bet. I am Ryan Noonan, joined by two of my favorite fellow Prop D-Gens. First, a big welcome back to my boy, Connor Allen. Connor, we've missed you the last few weeks. Uh, it did not feel the same without you. Um, We continue to crush without you, but it feels whole. Alex knows, like, you know, we have the set list. We want to play all the songs. The folks want to hear the hits. And sometimes we're limited. We can only play the acoustics. You know, maybe we're a little light on the vocals. We got the whole band back together. We can play everything today, buddy. Welcome back.
1: Thanks, man. I, it was like a void, you know, in my life for the last two weeks, and I felt like a little bit empty inside. But I, I like how you're you're playing nice now for the people. But you know, pre-show you were like, God, I've been crushing it without you. Like, stay the stay the hell away from our show. You know that. The, so that's what I got pre-show. Now for the people, you're playing nice. You know, I, I like it. I, I you know, I like the vibes, dude, and appreciate the the welcome back though. Well, I won four and zero last week. That's a, <laughs> that's a fact. But i mean one of my biggest character flaws
0: is that i actually enjoy you as a person i enjoy doing <laughs> this with you this is our fourth year doing this together so i do it does feel strange when you're not here so yeah i will i don't know if there's correlation or causation around you know your absence but uh, i'll take the four in a week hopefully we do it again hopefully we all do it uh also joined as always by our boy prop stars alex my friend, what is going on?
2: What is up, Ryan Connor? I sorely missed you, buddy. It is great to see you back. Ryan and I held it down without you. We had to do, a, got to get a little bit creative. Ryan was on drums, also providing vocals. <laughs> I was playing bass and guitar, one hand on each. So we held it down. We are back. We are happy to have you as the third cog and very important part of this Holy Trinity. That is the prop drop show. So (laughs) I am elated to see you. I missed you. I know the viewers all missed you as well. We miss those Davis Mills unders.
1: We (laughs) miss all the
0: unders. So, yeah, we are happy to have you back in the fold, buddy.
1: Much love. Much love, guys.
0: Uh, Well, just a reminder, uh, wherever you are listening or watching, we ask that you uh, do us a favor. Subscribe so you don't miss the show. We have two shows here for Move the Line each week, both available in podcast form and then also on our YouTube page over at 444 football uh those links are below in the show notes no matter where you are consuming this again uh props tonight on wednesday connor and i bring on someone from the industry we go game by game get a little bit more hand in the dirt football wise breaking down the angles uh, from a betting perspective more sides and totals we're going to go around the horn here share four props each uh, and then at the end we are going to take your questions we have a handful from twitter from this afternoon thanks as always for those and then Uh, Also in the chat, we hope you guys continue to fill it up uh, and we will handle anything that you have, things that you're considering. uh, You want to get our thoughts on things you've already fired at, uh, whatever that may be. And then we will round it out as always with producer Sal's player prop tool of the week. Also want to remind you to take advantage of our subscription. Again, you can find this in the show notes as well. Betting sub at four for four right now is $44, which is insane. $44. We can make that money for you back tonight. Uh, in a big, big way, regardless of what your uh, unit size is. That's going to take you through the end of February. It's wonky. I'm sorry. I wish it was better. I wish we had this nailed. We don't yet, but we're going to have a rolling year annual subscription thing. Eventually Connor and I are pushing for it. As of now, uh, it will take you through the end of February. You'll have to start back up in in March. That could take you through the end of the year, but even from now until the end of February, that's going to get you the rest of the NFL season. We are launching our NBA stuff very soon. The prop tool you're going to see here at the end of the show, uh, we have live for our Discord right now for the NBA. Prop Explorer tool. We got lots of great stuff. Um, We're going live with that and content on the NBA side here uh, on the 20th. So next week, that is going to include a Wednesday NBA article from your boy, Alex. If you want props from Alex on Wednesdays, the actual busiest day... Of the NBA slate every week, Wednesdays, Alex is, you can only get them at four for four, so I mean that's enough, right? You want proppies, Wednesday picks four for four, so uh, jump in the show notes, take advantage of that. We got golf coming back in January, uh, so yeah, there's a, a worthwhile. Again, that gets you access to everything on the site too. So you want DFS, dude? You want to play, you know, early best ball stuff? Get in there, let's dance. Let's get back at it. Props week fourteen. Connor, we wouldn't do it any other way, man. You're back in the fold. Give us your first pick of the week.
1: Yeah, let's ride. Uh, Derek Carr kicking it off. I mean, how, what better way to start it off with a quarterback under? Derek Carr under 260 and a half passing yards is available at MGM. I think it's a 258 and a half now on draft games, which is still more than playable. Um, this Chiefs defense is, is a new unit at this point. They're now playing at home at Arrowhead in the second matchup of a divisional game this season. So they've already played against the Raiders once they held Derek Carter. I think it was exactly 261 passing yards, but uh, at this point the chiefs defense the last few weeks, I mean, has been outstanding. So in weeks one through seven, they were 31st in EPA, uh, you know, like really struggling. They were one of the worst defenses in the league. Now weeks eight through 13, they've been third in defensive EPA. um, And now they're at home, you know, the weather's starting to get colder. It's kind of, becoming a little bit difficult for offenses to take advantage of this team at Arrowhead. And now you're drawing a Raiders team without Darren Waller, who was just announced out today. So meaning their top receiving options are Hunter Renfro, Zay Jones, Brian Edwards, Deshaun Jackson. Um, I mean, this is just a really bad spot, I think, for Derek Carr, considering all the moving factors here. Like, I think he ends up closer to 200 yards than 260, to be entirely honest. Uh, I think that he'll probably end up close to that, that 220, 230 range. Uh, I like this under here down to 250, um, and I, I just think it's, it's a great spot to take a QB under.
0: Yeah, I tailed it really outside of that Thanksgiving blimp where they kind of showed up uh, against the Cowboys. you know, They've been really struggling. Can you take Waller out again? Uh, absolutely uh, love that play, so – that is right on brand. Only way for Connor to come back would be for a uh, for an under on a on a quarterback. So, let's get it. My first is in the same game. I'm going to go with a uh, Travis Kelsey over five and a half receptions. Still out there on DraftKings. I think at minus one thirty five in some places. It's been obviously a down year for Kelsey a little bit in relations, to, you know, to seasons past, of course. But I mean, he's still a massive, massive part of this offense. Um, I think we're going to buy the dip here. We typically see Kelsey hung at like six and a half, seven and a half at times. Uh, he has topped this number at a seventy percent clip over the past two seasons against the Raiders specifically. A very nice spot for tight ends. Kelsey has three straight games with eight receptions, including back in Week Ten, last time they met, and that kind of was a turning point, I think, for the KC offense too. Raiders are thirtieth in Football Outsiders dvo dvoa metric against the tight end position they are allowing uh we've seen 8.2 targets per game allowing 71.8 yards to the position i think we're going to go back to the well i think we get another seven eight balls here for kelsey and we're getting at a little bit of a discounted price so give me kelsey over five and a half catches uh alex what is your first bet
2: Yeah, I'm going to actually stick in this game as well, and I am going to go on the Raiders' side of things, and that will be Josh Jacobs over 86.5 rushing plus receiving yards. I saw those at minus 115 on DraftKings. Uh, Yeah, I agree with a lot of what Connor is talking about regarding um, kind of Carr and the struggles that the Raiders' passing game has been having. But one silver lining has been that of Josh Jacobs. He has long – pretty much his career he's been kind of absent from uh, the passing game but he now appears to be turning into a receiving weapon for this uh, Las Vegas team Uh, that may be partly due to the fact that we don't have Darren Waller in the lineup obviously Henry Ruggs um, has not been with the team for five plus weeks now and it was always strange to me having watched Jacobs in college uh, he was a very 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 good receiving running back at Alabama I expected that to translate into the NFL. Uh, He's kind of been used as a first and second down kind of, you know, uh, workhorse grinder, not really uh, utilized as a pass catching back. Um, But that has changed his his college stats looking closely at them were absolutely phenomenal uh, at Alabama's particularly receiving. So yeah, uh, it's it's good to see him kind of uh, getting more Work. I think it's you know obviously helping him quite a bit uh John Gruden just did not you know view him as the receiving back that it was expected to be but this coaching staff appears to be more interested in using him as a receiver also Kenyon Drake is now out for the season J- uh, Jalen Richard is possibly out for this week with COVID. I'm not sure exactly on his uh, status, but I believe he's out. So, yeah, Jacobs has upside to deliver as a three-down workhorse this week. He handled a season-high 86% snap share against Washington. Um, Peyton Barber will be active, but that's only to mix in really on early downs. So I expect Jacobs to again receive a 70-plus percent snap rate with a dedicated receiving role as well, which is why I like the combo prop also kind of protects you a bit against game script or game flow in the event that Kansas city, you know, kind of piles on a big lead. Um, So either way, I do expect him to be heavily involved with the game plan. Furthermore, looking at the chiefs defense in this matchup, we saw Javante Williams go for nearly 200 combined scrimmage yards last week versus the chiefs. Um, So yeah, the chiefs also, you guys mentioned they're they're a lot better at stopping um opposing passing attacks they struggle on the ground against um ground games so yeah I I believe they rank 26 in rushing DVOA Uh, I'm very bullish on the way that they've been incorporating Jacobs into the passing game he has 20 targets over the last three weeks I also have him projected at 109 yards which is a really nice edge looking at an 86 and a half yard combined rushing and receiving number so yeah I really like this prop quite a bit
0: I talked about this on our Wednesday show to Connor before the number was out. It was something that I want to look for this week. And then was bummed when it came out at like 94 and a half. And then I think some groups took s- some pretty strong positions on the under. And now we're back into like where I thought it would be. So um, I actually haven't even looked at it. I didn't even know that it had moved this much, but to see it back into the, the mid eighties makes a lot of sense. Season routes run on the C uh, for, for him this year, Jacobs, 40%. Uh, last week, eighty <laughs> percent. Uh, he's yeah. targeted on eleven percent of his routes run on the season. Last week, twenty four percent. So, again, like that—that's part of the the appeal here. Uh, James in chat wants to know our thoughts on the rushing yard line. I think Alex did a good job at the end there. So, part of why there's a, the appeal here is that the passing work, if it stays even somewhere in that same spot, is we're kind of game script proof. Uh, where if we get into a spot where they absolutely curb stomp the Raiders, we don't have to worry about Jacobs grinding out, you know, rushes here. We can get that yards through the passing game, which again seems like an increase in in work with all the injuries there, especially with Drake out. So I would lean there on the combined yards, like Alex said, than, than the 57 and a half on the rushing. So good play. Interesting. You know, there's opportunities here where smart groups take an under position and drive a number down. And then unfortunately people want to get in on that and they come in late and they continue to tail it because they think the under is the play and they're betting the pick, not necessarily the number. And like people keep hammering it at like 89, 88. When the play was really trying to short it five, six yards higher. And now we can buy back at, you know, 84 and a half. We're seeing out there on FanDuel. So interesting play. Uh, Connor, what is your second one?
1: Yeah, my second one is actually. I think I'm a little bit of a surprise because I, um, you know, I'm tailing our. You know, I'm going the opposite way here. So Brandon Cooks over four and a half receptions, minus one thirty right now. DK and our under king. You know, my my king himself, Davis Mills, is back at quarterback. Um, but I'm taking one of the receivers overs, and it felt a little weird. But like when Mills is in and Cooks is playing, like he is just constantly targeted. Uh, if we look at his game so far with Mills a quarterback. Week three, he had nine for 112 on 11 targets. Week four, he had five for 47 on seven targets against a great, very good Buffalo secondary. And then week five, three for 23 on five targets against also another strong New England secondary. Week six, nine for 89 on 13 targets against Indy, Week seven, five for twenty-one on seven targets against Arizona. Week eight, six for eighty-three on six targets against the Rams. I mean, those are some awesome secondaries that Davis Mills has played against. Um, and it actually almost makes me like reconsider like my position because I know that Davis Mills is really bad, but like we were cashing unders, you know, pretty much that entire you know time um, against any reasonably good secondary. But now, like, you know, he's playing against a secondary in the Seahawks. Who are twenty six and past even Stevie dead last and passing passing success rate allowed. Um, I think that this number should personally be at like five and a half even money. So four and a half at minus one thirty, I think is you know a good bit short. Um, I would also you know consider playing Davis Mills over. I, I can't do it, you know hashtag for the brand, but um, you know I think that that's probably actually the right size side here. Um, but I do think Cook's receptions here is just like the most short. So I like the over here on four and a half. So weird to see you taking. Not only a you know a receiver over,
0: but a Texans receiver over is like it feels.
1: I got another gross one coming up after, so just just wait.
0: (laughs) I've seen seen the sheet. I'm I'm, where I know what's coming. We have we have a heads (laughs) up here, so Um, I'm going to stay on Brian and I'm going to go. It's tight end week for me. I'm going to go with the absolute alpha at the position. Rob Gronkowski uh, over fifty and a half receiving yards. This is minus one hundred five at points bets. Uh, This is available in some spots earlier. At 49 and a half, but with uh, like juice around 120, 125. Um, our boy Travis in Discord, shout out to Travis, uh, did some work on like the value of it, and you're better off taking the extra yard uh at minus 105 than taking it for a yard shorter at the current juice. So uh if that's still out there at points bet, definitely take a look at that. I think you can make a case that outside of Brady. No one really means more to the Bucks than Gronkowski. Actually, according to The Athletic, the EPA per play rate with Gronk in the lineup, uh, which is 12.2 per 100 snaps, which is insane. Um, 4.8 without him. That's basically the difference between the number one offense in the league and the 13th ranked offense in the league. Uh, He has been a... Dude took a year off and did some CBD um, and just chilled the hell out and is like basically 85% of the dude that retired or before he retired, like... Uh, he is he's back. He's been an absolute stud. Uh, 62.3 yards per game so far this year. He's actually top this number in six of the seven games that he's played. The Bucks run a ton of split safety looks. It's very similar to what the Colts do. Uh, and Gronk torched the Colts for 123 back in Week 12. So again, we got a really close game. High total. We're expecting uh, you know a ton of points here. Um, I love the uh, the show. Actually, ESPN does a NFL matchup sh- matchup show. They put it on at like 4 a.m. It's like Matt Bowden and like Greg Cosell it's it's fantastic after I put this out there they had a clip on Twitter about how they thought that Gronk was a massive part uh major mismatch in this play this week so confirmation bias for me give me the, all the Gronk in the spot over 50 and a half he's gonna have a nice nice day um,
1: that show is awesome I mean, love like, that show just, watch it it's just like so good I mean I don't know. I, I'm a big fan. I don't really watch it enough, but yeah, because it's I, on at four AM, and I don't even have cable. I'm, I'm, you know, a zoomer. I cut the cable, cut the cord yeah. And, I'm
0: old. I have you know a DVR box still, so I record it. And even my wife likes it because she finds it interesting because they little X and O's, like they stop and they show different things, and uh, you know you, you learn more about football with those dudes. So and uh, Matt Bowden's like he lives in Elmhurst. He lives right here by us, which is strange. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Alex, uh, bring he- us home here in uh, number two.
2: Yeah, there is a rumor, too, that Gronkowski may or may not have been seen in my garden a few times <laughs> during that year off. I do believe that has some, uh, you know, Lazarus pit effects where it can bring you back to life a little bit. So, yeah, yeah I'm not going to confirm or deny, but a very good chance that he yeah. was in the garden receiving potential treatment, which has definitely contributed to uh, yeah, this just- <laughs> Reclamation project, if that's what you want to call it. So I'm going to stick with tight ends as well. Not only am I sticking with tight ends, I am running back a play that we played last week. Couldn't help myself. The values there had to go. It It is a bit juice though, but I'm sticking with it. It's my only juice play of the week. And that is James O'Shaughnessy over two and a half receptions, saw this at minus 145. Listen, this guy ran a route on 70% of dropbacks in week 13. He had a 26% target rate. Uh, That type of usage makes him a very attractive play, uh, despite operating in an offense that is pretty much broken. It is a small sample, but he has a 19% target rate this year. Uh, That is precisely the same as Dan Arnold's, who is routinely seeing a four and a half reception line week in and week out so this jaguars offense it doesn't matter who is playing tight end their tight end is essentially functioning as their wide receiver one in the offense so it's more of a bet uh, on the tight end position in the jaguars offense and it is kind of player dependent um yeah he also led the team in targets last week with six um This is just, uh, yeah, Jacksonville's offense is a tight end funnel. We saw it with Dan Arnold. Now it's O'Shaughnessy. It just creates a ton of targets for the tight ends. He's likely to have an 80% route rate. So, yeah, I just think this number probably should be 3.5. He's sticking with it at 2.5. We're unlucky not to hit this last week, in my opinion. I hate to use the word luck, but it did factor in, in my opinion. So, yeah, I'm going back to the well with O'Shaughnessy over 2.5 receptions.
0: I like it. I like his tight end week here, man. Connor, you gotta get a tight end play here. You know? I know.
1: I, I missed the memo. I don't know. I was I was, you know, I, I took gross receiver overs and quarterback unders. I'm, I'm saving my favorite quarterback under for last though. So I'm gonna go with Russell Gage over four and a half receptions. Another one minus one thirty here at DraftKings. So Gage has played in five games without Calvin Ridley's this season. Um he has more than four and a half receptions in four of those five, all except for the week ten dud from the Falcons where They, you know, Matt Ryan had 20, whatever, 21 pass attempts. Josh Rosen came in and they were just absolutely dismantled by the Cowboys. Um, He's gone over that in every single other game with, you know, nine, eight, seven and 13 targets in those games. Um, And now they're playing against a Carolina team that is specifically good against the tight end position. And so I think that they are able to lock up Kyle Pitts and kind of force Matt Ryan into checking down to his, you know, safety blanket which is russell gage so i think that in this spot here i think the number again is just it's a it's a full reception too short This should be like probably five and a half and even money or you know maybe a little bit juice towards the under i think that 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 is the that is a better line so i think at four and a half you're getting a plenty of value in that like he more often than not he's going to hit five or six receptions than you know four or three so i, I like the over here a uh, good bit
2: yeah, I like this play as well. Uh, I'm fading Kyle Pitts this week. I think there's a very good chance that we see Stephon Gilmore uh, shadowing Kyle Pitts this week, uh, which again would kind of boost gage even further uh gilmore has been phenomenally as close to a 90 uh grade on pff this season uh he'd be in the defensive player of the year mix had he not missed you know the first six weeks of the season he's playing some phenomenal football couple with the fact carolina is exceptional uh defending tight ends so, yeah i think gage is an excellent play this week we've also seen him yeah routinely smash this number recently uh serving as um matt Ryan's security blanket so yeah i love that connor
0: yeah, when we saw Gilmore, that was his first game active, and he asked for Pitts. He asked for that assignment in that first game, so I'd imagine they go right back to the well, take him out and make Olemi, Zacchaeus and engage. Uh, you know, beat them, which is gonna be uh, gonna be an interesting watch. I like the under in that game. It's continuing to get juice. It's a little, it's dropping a little too much now, but you know, forty-two and a half, forty-three earlier in the week made a lot of sense. So uh, I got one more tight end play. I'm gonna leave it. I got three out of four tight end plays this week. I'm going to stay in the same game as Connor. I got Chuba Hubbard under 76 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. Uh, I know Prop Stars is on this one as well. This is uh, currently minus 115 on DraftKings. Uh, I, I think it's out there still, right in that mix for the most part. Basically, when McCaffrey hurt his hammy back in September, Hubbard slid right into basically an every down role. There was really no one else he really wasn't great. I mean, he was solid, but not really spectacular. It opened the door for Amir Abdullah to kind of eat into Hubbard's role, especially on passing downs. And then uh, McCaffrey came back in week nine. They both really were, you know, regular, you know, back to the bench where they belong. Now McCaffrey out again. um, And the books basically hung a line. That's assuming that we're going to have like 80% snap share of Hubbard again. And I just don't think that's going to be the case Uh, back in week 12. When we saw the Panthers last, when McCaffrey went down, we saw a split down the middle with Hubbard and Abdullah as far as the rushing work goes, and Abdullah dominated the passing game work. We didn't see anything in the passing game for Hubbard. So I imagine he sees a little bit here moving forward. But again, like, he was out-snapped 48 to 21% uh, in that game. Again, a negative game script. But still, like this is probably more of a 50-50 split. Even if it's a 60-40 split, in that scenario, Hubbard's still losing a little bit of like rushing work to Cam. Right, he's going to get cocked at the goal line. There's going to be some of that stuff. So like, Hubbard's best case scenario is a game script where the Panthers get up and are running heavily, and even then, he's kind of losing to Cam too. So there's just so many outs for this here. Um, no passing game work, Cam eating him up. So I know this got up into like the low 80s earlier. Some you know sharp places got it. I still think it's a play in the mid 70s. So 76 and a
1: half under for Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, I, mean, I think we both, both of you took it too. Yeah, we both tailed this, right, yeah. Alex.
2: Yes, I did as well. So, yeah, I love that uh, the Holy Trinity are all backing this Chuba Hubbard under. So, yeah, this is a great spot, in my opinion, to fade him.
0: It's a place to be, you know, whole whole crew back together playing the hits.
1: Chuba Hubbard's going to end up with like 40 combined, and we're just going to party.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, I can't wait. Points back <laughs> in, in the garden. <laughs> in <Yeah>. the
1: garden.
0: <laughs> uh, Alex, number three. Yeah, so I'm going with a bit of a chalky
2: one. This number has been interesting. I've seen it kind of uh, move in all directions today, but I couldn't lay off once I uh – Kind of looked in a little bit closer at it. And that is Alvin Kamara over 66 and a half rushing yards. Saw this at minus 115 at DraftKings. Uh, No Mark Ingram, no Ty Montgomery. There's a very good chance that we're going to see Kamara get back to that 20 plus carry role that he was uh, consistently receiving early on in the season. Uh, He was also close to playing last week. I saw some very encouraging comments from. Sean Payton saying that, yeah, had that been a playoff game, a very good chance that Kamara would have been active. He practiced in full this week, uh, coming into uh, the game as a full participant, I believe at least today, uh, which is also a very encouraging sign. Uh, We get the tastiest of matchups against a Jets defense that ranks 31st in EPA allowed per rush, 32nd in run defense grade. Uh, The Jets schedule has also been easy in terms of rushing matchups, so this is just – by any metric, an absolutely terrible rushing defense, just overall defense from the Jets. Um, Yeah, this is just a great spot versus Camara versus the Jets. I think Taysom Hill's also going to help. I think he'll just going to open up some additional running lanes uh, for him, similar to kind of the way that Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson do in those offenses where we see, you know, Miles Sanders and, you know, whatever backs Baltimore decides to deploy. So yeah, I think Camara is very likely to get uh, between 18, 23, or even possibly more. Uh, The the depth behind him is pretty much non-existent existent like I mentioned with no Mark Ingram no Ty Montgomery so yeah I think he's getting a very big workload versus a terrible terrible Jets rushing defense this number at 66 and a half uh, was just too low in my opinion so yeah I'm riding with it I think it's a great spot
0: yeah we went back and forth in the discord about this one uh this week just you know concerned about just there, there's so many reasons that you want to take the over so like I, i'm i'm sold there too there are, the matchup is great there's some offensive line issues up front of the saints but like it's the jets like, you know that's what, like it keeps coming down to like it's the jets and there's no one else there and his quarterback has a bad foot and he's got mallet finger and like it could just be handoff after handoff apparently kamara was close last week so yeah um good you know good job selling
2: us there i mean i will take my chances if you're telling me that kamara is you know x percent very very strong percent to get 20 plus touches versus 20 plus carries excuse me versus the jets and the line is at 66 and a half yards if he loses on that scenario i'll live with it personally so yeah yeah
0: it makes sense all right we have one more each Uh, you guys are awesome keep firing off Uh, in the comment section, promise we will make our way through all of it. So, um, we will, uh, go through, we each have one more to give. And again, we are bringing it home. Connor with the most on brands, uh, pick to wrap us up.
1: And again, keep firing off here
0: in the, in the discord. I'm sorry. In the, uh, in the, in the messages here, uh, Connor, number four.
1: Yeah. I mean, you guys thought that, uh, Davis Mills had a big neck. Uh, we're talking about Mike Glennon, the giraffe himself. I'm taking the under 212 and a half passing yards. He threw for 187 last week against the dolphins now draws the chargers. The Chargers are run-funnel defense. They've struggled against the run, been a lot better against the pass, ninth in pass defense DVOA, seventh in pass rush win rate, sixth in adjusted sack rate. I think that they're going to make Mike Lennon's life miserable. Um, They're also, you know, I think that uh, Chris Harris is trending towards playing after hitting the COVID list early in the week. So I think that he's in a good spot there for that defense. And the Giants, uh, I mean... uh, they're not going to be with uh, with uh, their rookie wide receiver. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, but he's going to be Kadarius out. Tony. Kadarius Tony, there you go, Kadarius mm-hmm. Tony, and uh, Kenny Galladay and Sterling Shepard are both listed as questionable. I think that they play, but they're probably going to be banged up, not at 100. Uh, percent So you're looking at you know a, a terrible offensive line, a banged up wide in core with Mike Glennon against a good Chargers defense. Um, I think that he is going to be way under 200. I think he's going to be at 150 potential point spending opportunity here. I think that this, this under is, is a great, great look. I just don't think that Mike Lennon at this point in his career is not a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. He's a nothing, nothing to suggest otherwise, you know, in the last two years. So I'm very comfortable with this under here in this spot.
0: It's a good one. It's the one I'm going to have to get on there too. So could be a points bet. I don't know. Are they going to put that out there for us? They typically, will uh, by, by the time something they, they will, out. but it
1: depends on how much they like you know adjust right. the numbers. Sometimes they're like, oh, like the number is two hundred twelve. Chase Claypool's longest reception prop was like twenty one, and their points bet thing was like thirty eight. Was the over? Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's that's not even. I mean, yeah, you know, they're we're, we're not funny. that fishy. Yeah, come on, points bet. They like they took rip. away
0: team totals, like the actual like projected team total that every other book has out there. Points bet just skips it. They don't even give you that option. They give you like the somewhat insignificant next number at like minus 125 or something like that it's like yeah. i want, points- i can't i can't find the 17 and a half you just want to give me 16 and a half and 18 and a half like i don't want to pay for the 18 yeah. and a half like yeah they know what they're doing
1: points bet has been anti fun lately um yeah. and we're we're going to change that you know hopefully
0: bring points bet back yeah <laughs> <laughs> make points bet great again
1: i wasn't going to go there but I, I appreciate
0: you making the comment uh, all right. I'm going to bring home uh, the tight end week here. Unofficial. I didn't know it was tight end week. I thought national tight end week was a couple weeks ago, but uh, it is week 14 here on the prop Drop show. Move the line edition, Austin Hooper over three and a half receptions. This is still out there at plus money. Um, so absolutely love this here. And Joko has been ruled out. Uh, he accounted for 16% of the targets for the past two weeks. Um, A large percent of his route runs he's been targeted. Harrison Bryant also out with a high ankle sprain. This is a team that loves to run two tight end sets. They are down to just one tight end. Um, So you're basically looking at a spot where Austin Hooper is looking at 90, 95% snap rate here. Um, He is between 54 and 70 in the past three weeks. He's just not going to be able to come off the field here. And Baltimore is as friendly as it gets against the tight ends. They are – allowing the fifth most yards and fifth most uh, targets per game to the position. So at plus money in a spot where I kind of like the Ravens on the road here to win, I definitely think we're going to have a game where it's at least back and forth and close. I don't expect the Browns to get in a spot where they're up big and running heavy. So I think they're going to need to pass a little bit. And what are we dealing with here? Rashard Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, the ghost of... Jarvis Landry, like I'm not really concerned about really anything that Cleveland has from a passing standpoint. So uh, Hooper at plus money over three and a half receptions is uh, one of my favorites of the week. So uh, Alex, bring us home in number four for you.
2: Yeah. Last but not least, I've been going running backs pretty much besides my tight ends. I'm going to stick with that theme as well. I'm going with Monty, David Montgomery, over 58 and a half rushing yards, this at minus 115 on DraftKings. Uh, yeah, Monty's gone over in five of eight games that he's played this season. He's averaging 70 rushing yards per game. Coming off of a 21 carry, 90 yard, 90 rushing yard performance last week against the Cardinals. Uh, he handled 29 touches. He only seated four um, carries to Khalil Herbert. Uh, he is clearly the guy that the Bears really trust in this backfield. I also like the fact that Justin Fields is going to be behind center. I can see the Bears really running the ball even more than usual. Um, the Bears are also one of those rare teams that run the ball, or when they're down, or when defenses are playing, prevent <laughs> you just terrible teams. Offense.
0: You mean terrible offense?
2: <laughs> yeah, terrible offense. Yeah, you see, I, the Titans do this as well. You know, as a combination to protect fields, uh, prevent him from making turnovers, and yeah, just to pick up some positive uh, yards. They'll take him any way they can get them. So yeah, I'm confident that in any scenario, even when you know the Bears are trailing 20 points potentially to the Packers, if they look. <laughs> continue to run the ball in the third and fourth quarters. Uh, the Packers aren't necessarily a run funnel, but they are somewhat vulnerable. They rank 23rd in EPA allowed per rush, 14th in run defense grade. They rank 27th in rushing DVOA. Uh, yeah, the Bears, on the other hand, ranked 23rd in pass rate over expected. They're likely to go run heavy this week as long as they can get away with it. Uh, so yeah, I'm really like loving Montgomery. Um, yeah, mentioned how committed they are to running the ball, in addition to protecting. Um, Justin Fields. So yeah, I think Monty over 58 and a half rushing yards is a great bet this week.
0: Bears bus driver never lets the bus get cold. Like they just <laughs> they never they never turn off the engine. Uh Bears are trying to get out of there as fast as possible. Uh yeah. So run yeah, that season.
1: I, I think that with Fields back too, like they clearly showed that they didn't really know what to do with them, So they just like ran the ball. And I think that they go right back to that. Um, I think that this is like a, a big, I've been looking like find the best way to attack this. Um, I think that the number is probably playable up like 65, 70, honestly, just because he's going to see like 15 and 20 carries. Um, I think there was a, if there's a 14 and a half or 13 and a half rushing attempts for Monty, I'm definitely smashing that too. I think that that was available, but I didn't, you know, I, I didn't look into it enough to really feel comfortable playing it. But I think that, that that's a great angle. Thank you.
0: Love it. All right, uh, we will give you the rundown here. In summary, here we'll start with uh, what do we got here? Connor first. Connor's props. Derek Carr, under 260 and a half passing yards. Uh, There's minus 115 at MGM. Brandon Cooks, over four and a half receptions on DraftKings at minus 130. Also, Russell Gage, over at four and a half receptions as well. Same price on DraftKings. And then, of course, Mike Glennon, under 212 passing yards. That is available in multiple spots, minus 110 on Caesars. Um, my props for you here uh, Travis Kelsey, over five and a half receptions on DraftKings, minus 135. Rob Gronkowski, also over 50 and a half receiving yards, minus 105 on points bet. There are some 49 and a half out there. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, under 76 and a half combined rushing and receiving, is uh, across the board at minus 115 on DraftKings. Both the Proppy and Connor stamp of approval there. And then uh, Austin Hooper as well, over three and a half receptions plus money out there on DraftKings. And then Alex's final props as well. Alvin Kamara, over 66 and a half rushing yards, minus 115 at BetMGM. Montgomery as well, over 58 and a half rushing yards, minus 115 on DraftKings. James O'Shaughnessy, we're going back to the well. We're going to hit it this time, over two and a half receptions, a little bit of juice on DraftKings. And then Josh Jacobs combined rushing and receiving over 86 and a half on DraftKings. The chat is telling us there are some 84 and a halfs out there on FanDuel. So jump into those. We have some Twitter questions we're going to run through. And then again, we continue to uh, see these ones pop up in the chat. You guys are awesome. We will get to you there as well. So uh, first Twitter question is from JMD. Can you discuss in-game prop betting strategies? I had a little success in small sample. Being a player who I liked, but I thought there was no value in the line. If he had no catches in the first drive, Um, did he get lucky. He wants to know, is there any sound strategy or tips? I know Connor, we've touched on this a little bit. Like the live market itself is really soft. Like, you know, there's just a lot of volatility from book to book. Who shuts stuff off when, Um, I, I mean, if you have the means and the ability to watch games with books open, I highly, highly recommend doing so. Uh, There are definitely opportunities. Some of my bigger plays this year have been in the live market based off of overreactions to a total on the first drive, Um, even a spread that can shift drastically just with, you know, a team getting into scoring position in the first drive. And all all of a sudden they go for a field goal, they missed a field goal. And, you know, all of a sudden you got uh, two and a half points that, you know, differed 30 minutes ago. So um, Connor, any thoughts
1: here? Yeah. So you mentioned, I mean, you, you made great points there. I think that one of the biggest things that I noticed actually now is that, so DraftKings and FanDuel keep it pretty tight. They're pretty similar in terms of their, uh, whatever they're offering, like their live algorithms are pretty much the same. But uh, the other night I was kind of looking, I was like, you know, switching through all my tabs and phones, like through the different books, to look at live lines, points bets lines are just like way off. Like they're like, you know, three to four pass attempts off of the live lines of DraftKings and FanDuel. And, you know, like, Two, like 10 to 15 yards at times like of certain players that are just like they're not even like adjusting and I, I don't know what's going on there um and i it's just something that you should be taking advantage of so if you if you have points bet definitely look into that but otherwise i think that the, the live lines as you mentioned yeah like being able to take like quarterbacks so they go down a little bit like you know that like certain teams kind of need to be like pushed into like game scripts you know like a team like the Bengals right now they're gonna go run heavy like a team You know, like the Eagles, you know, like they're going to want to go run heavy until they're forced to pass. And so, if but if you can guarantee that game script, like, you know, I think you can take receivers over, you can take passing overs, depending on what those numbers are at. So just like those are things that I like to pay attention to that, you know, like teams that something needs to happen that makes it not a bet pregame, but could make it a bet in game. Yeah.
0: And I find the same points bet to be really bad. I bet sides and totals more than Connor does. They're also bad there too. Like that is, they are um, the slowest to move. Um, and they will hang out numbers around key numbers more often than not than, than DraftKings or FanDuel do, do as well. Chat's telling us that BetRivers is the same. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a hard time loading BetRivers up because it's so painful. can't use that um, app, dude. Yeah. it's but you know uh, <laughs> Or website. I don't even know if they have an app. Yeah. Both. It's basically mobile the same. I have money there because I like to bet they're a golf product. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, that's about it. But, uh, Alex, any live betting, uh, action for you or any thoughts around this? Uh yeah, I
2: think you guys summed it up well. Unfortunately, Oregon does not allow live betting on okay. props, so oh. yeah, it's not a market that I've unfortunately, ha- or yeah, I've been fortunate to uh, really attack or explore very much. So. you just
1: uh, you just fire your props and chill in the garden for the twelve o'clock games, and you that don't even is- have to be like I'm. I'm sweating the entire time scrolling through all my apps. You know,
2: <laughs> very meditative process here in Oregon. So yeah, we keep it uh, as chill as possible. So yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, in the future, however, uh, getting a little bit of that action. But, yeah, for the time being, no live prop betting in Oregon.
0: Team Smell the Roses. Team Smell the Flower. <laughs> this um, is Rose City, Ryan. That's right. Yep, the Rose Garden back in the day. Yep. Uh, another question from The Awful Gambler. Uh, when you finally decide on a bet and you define your edge, how do you then decide on what your bet to number is? Examples, Devontae Adams over 83 and a half receiving yards your projection would be X and you would play it to Y. Um, you know, Alex, any thoughts around how you determine that?
2: Yeah, I think it's somewhat of a touch and go process. Obviously I'm looking at my projections um, coupled with, yeah, just trying to figure out how big the edges. Generally speaking, I want to say there's something of like a 5% threshold that I sort of lean on. Um But yeah, I think each individual case has its own uh, unique sort of process or properties. So yeah, I I don't really have a uh, strict guideline that I follow as far as like what number I will play something to, It's just kind of a combination of various factors. Do you guys um, kind of lean on any specific strategy with that?
0: I agree with that. I think our prop tool bakes in some of that too, to give you an understanding of the value you know depending on how you think the projection is you know bumping up if you think there's a a massive edge in the projection where you would take it to i think looking at our you know prop explorer tool as well where you can see how often the guy is going over that number and you know carrying it comfortably i think to your point i don't think there's a magic bean to take with it i think that there are you know some differing factors depending on the player and the prop to connor any thoughts here
1: yeah, I think you just need to like reevaluate uh, like what you would consider taking it. So like I just you know yeah. said that I'd play Derek Carr down to 250. Like I would definitely still take Derek Carr under 250 passing yards. But like would I take it in 245 or 240? You know, like probably not. I think that's we're kind of pushing the edge and it's, it's eliminating our edge. So I think you have to kind of like constantly reevaluate uh, your prop at different numbers and like kind of think, uh, you know, in a range of outcomes type of thing, uh, type of uh, mindset.
0: Yeah, that's the same thing where you know Alex and I went on this a little bit last week. Where you get into this situation where they're maybe a book doesn't move the line on the prop, but they start to move the juice, and then you have to start having the conversations where okay, I'm re- I like this at minus 120. Do I like it at 145? Do I like it at 150? I'd much rather have them give me another yard or two, and then I'll pay down you know a little bit more juice because I feel better in the projection versus what I'm going to have to lay to get the return I want. So those are all, like, I don't know that there's a, a perfect way, but I, I think having a process sticking to it and tracking it, I think is really important to, you know, being able to understand, you know, what that looked like when you made the decision where your bet two number was, um, that's something that's going to be really important to us in the NBA. Like we're going to be actually requiring that as far as like our posted bets, because the NBA numbers move even like there's an, an NFL slates every day in the NBA and those numbers move, drastically um, when someone like Alex comes in and makes a strong position on a play, you know, you could get it two hours later and it looks very, very, very different. So we want to make that uh, accessible to all of our readers and users. So yeah, I think tracking that process and laying it out beforehand will help you uh, be a smarter, better. And that's really the goal. Uh, AP picks wants to know our, uh, what are our thoughts around Laquan Treadwell over 33 and a half receiving yards um, he has, has some interest in his reception prop, which is not currently posted. Yeah. I mean, it's Jacksonville. They are giving meaningful snaps to Laquan Treadwell in the year of our Lord 2021. Um, I, I mean, I thought he was going to be decent as coming out, uh, as a prospect. It never happens. Um, 33 and a half. Anyone have a lean on, uh, on Treadwell there?
2: I believe he leads uh, all Jacksonville receivers in uh, snap share over at least the past three or four weeks. Yeah. So he's on the field a lot. He seems to be chemistry may not be the correct term, but there is some relationship between him <laughs> and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so yeah, I have everybody on that offense besides, you know, we talked a lot about tight end, whether it's a or Dan Arnold, Treadwell seems to kind of, uh, have somewhat of a defined role. I've been, I've had the mispleasure of watching Jacksonville a lot recently because I've been playing a lot of these Dan Arnold and O'Shaughnessy props and also fading guys like Marvin Jones and stuff. And yeah, Trek willow is honestly the one guy that kind of seems to 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 play okay with Lauren. So yeah, I don't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. Uh I probably have a little more of a lean towards the perceptions, depending on what the number is, just because I think the yardage is a little bit hard to account for in that offense. Uh, but yeah, they are trying to make a concerted effort to get him the ball. So yeah, if you feel like you have an edge or like it, I don't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. I prefer it much to playing the over on, you know, someone like Marvin Jones or Lavisca Vizca at this point.
0: 92% routes run for Treadwell last week. Um, 87 the week before. Our projections have him at 43 yards, so there's an edge there. I would say, um, yeah i I don't have an appetite for it, but I understand like there's an edge and he's on the field. Um, I don't love like you know 17% targets per route run is not something that really moves the needle for me. But um, I, I'm with you. Like you know, Marvin Jones is just out there running wind sprints at this point, and uh, LaVisca's usage is just up and down every week. So uh, as producer Sal called it as a blossoming romance for (laughs) uh, Laquan Treadwell and uh, and Lawrence there. So uh, he also wants to know about James Robinson, man, AB picks the Jags, man. What are we, what are we doing? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't really trust that either. Let me give you a projection number for us here um, while the two of you.
1: Massive stay away for me. Uh, I mean, just like, I don't, I have no faith in urban Meyer. I mean, like he didn't even, his comments are like he didn't even know that James Robinson wasn't getting touches. Like, I don't know. What, like, what is he doing? I mean, like, is he just like in like, you know, clocking out right after the meetings, you know, like, or whatever his meetings and like, is he even going? Like, I don't even know. Like, what is he doing all day? Yeah. That Uh, team is, I have some guesses.
0: I have some guesses.
1: Yeah. I mean, I do too. Uh, you know,
2: yeah. The team is in shambles from like the front office down to the field. Just, this is just a disaster uh, of a franchise right now. It's hard to really support much, in my opinion. The the tight end or the Shaughnessy is just strictly volume. Um, Yeah, I think the volume merits a play in that respect. But, yeah, backing much or supporting much from an offensive standpoint is a very, very tough sell. I am bullish on James Robinson. I think he is, uh, you know, an above-average starting running back in the NFL. I think on other teams, you know, he would – be a very serviceable player but yeah with this offensive line i mean the one thing the jags have done somewhat competently this season is they've run the ball okay when they have decided to commit to running the ball but those instances are few and far in between and yeah the head coach just is out in la la land spending way too much time in someone's garden so <laughs> yeah hard to support james private, so. <laughs> yeah i don't know
0: gardens i mean that's probably the pc way to to, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from that. But, uh mm-hmm. yeah, this team is giving Carlos high touches. So our projections are right around the number. It's not a bettable edge from where we stand here. J4 wants to know our thoughts on Alvin Kamara rushing touchdown against the Jets. Um Listeners of the show know my thoughts. Do you guys have thoughts on Alvin Kamara rushing touchdown?
2: Do I mean, we know the juice on it?
0: Uh, n- not enough to bet it. Um, okay.
2: Yeah, I, I, without I don't knowing know. the number, it's hard. To, I mean, he seems like a tremendous, uh, sure, very yeah. strong likelihood to make it into the end zone. But if it's at minus two hundred or something, I it's probably only, better bet, only
1: bet touchdown props for fun. That's my take. You know? Yeah, I personally don't, never don't bet plan them on any so. money for it. But if you want to do it, definitely not a bet. You know, I mean, if that's what you're into, then do it. You know, he could get
2: tackled at the one yard line four times, and Taysom Hill could just you know
1: <laughs> yeah. stick his
2: arm over the, the the goal line. So yeah, I I don't bet these props either uh yeah without knowing the juice it's hard to
0: to Carter's point throw those bad boys in a same game parlay because you're already losing ev to the house anyway right you just want to get really really crazy with it pants off you want to get a you know a darren Ravel retweets because you threw five bucks down on a you know plus ten thousand dollar same game parlay um you know then you should toss in all your your touchdown props but uh otherwise it is uh I've always said like we joke about this. there's a reason that Dra when you open up Draftkings, that touchdown props are on the top um, first page right there. they want you they're begging for you to, to All books too yes yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah and I mean some people as uh, you know uh, Kelsey right now in the chat said, you know I've been making big money on touchdown scores last few weeks. You can definitely make big money. I just have not found a way to do it myself uh, and so you know if it's if it's your thing and you can do it, do it otherwise i I stay away. Same. I just think that we run into like where it's the math part, like the actual number that
0: it's set at is not the actual probability, right? When you think actual, the juice is a implied probability of the event happening. They never actually are equals. Like there's, it's so in favor of the book. So Kelsey, run hot. Uh, we're here to cheer for you. I am never going to poo poo anyone for making their money however they got to make it. You're running hot on touchdown props. You got an edge. Go get it. Um, it is just not going to be something that we're going to typically recommend in the Connor's points. Just be careful with them, especially if, like first touchdown props or like last touchdown. Like, I don't even understand <laughs> some but of I was, those.
1: I, I will say is the, the touchdown Um, like the, like if they get like a tight end starting or like a new guy starting, you can hit the touchdown props before those lines move. That's actually something I like. Um, Like, there was a, two weeks ago, we lost on it, but Tony Jones Jr. had some like, you know, like eight to one or 10 to one props to any time touchdown score. Yeah, that's whenever, different. Yeah, but yeah, anyways. But yeah. I, I, do, I do think that is a, a way before they post, because they post touchdown props before they post actual props. Yeah. Um, so that's a, a different way to like kind of get some, uh, you know, arbitrage or, or you know, some a way to attack props that haven't been released yet.
0: Yeah, no I agree with that. That's that's a different scenario, but that's that was sharp. I had that too. Uh JMD again, uh Darrell Williams wants to know about the mentor over 17 and a half receiving yards and over 10 and a half as a longest reception. Yeah, I mean he's been involved more in the passing game as of late trying to get you a uh, projection number on him here. Um either of you have a feel for this? I will say I was a little bit surprised to see
2: his combined rushing and receiving yard line at 50.5. I thought that was a bit high considering what some of uh, Clyde's numbers are. Um, yeah, so that was probably the only really take I have was just kind of going to spend some time later on looking a little bit closer at that number. But yeah, 55, seemed like a high total for the mentor. I know it's obviously a pretty friendly matchup, but uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah we have no, I, this, I agree. The combine is 53 in our projections. We have him for 32 in the passing game, but uh, you know, passing yardage numbers to running backs are so volatile, and O'Connor and I have been on the wrong end of those numerous times early in the season. And then we just try to stay away from them because you know our projections seem to love them, and my wallet does not. So, same same boat just, here
2: i yeah. i played these a lot in the past and uh yeah i'm just largely avoiding them unless i think there's just a, a massive edge on no. them but uh yeah i couldn't agree more it's highly subject to volatility um i i encourage everybody um to track all of their results including you know what category of props you're betting uh, the more information that you Um, yeah track and record it will tell you more and more about where your edges are as better you can learn a lot about you know uh, yeah where your strengths and weaknesses are and for me personally I was losing the most on running back uh, reception props so as a result I've adjusted and I'm you know uh, like I mentioned before I'm only really betting these spots unless I think I have a significant edge on them
0: yeah sharp. everyone needs a Dan Rivera in their life Track all your props, all your different edges.
2: Shout out, Dan! Great job with the uh, Excel work, Dan.
0: It's awesome. Um, Dalton, our boy Dalton, wants to know if you could only bet one type of bet for the rest of your life—QB um, unders, look ahead lines, etc. What would it be and why? Uh, Alex, if you can only bet one thing, I'm guessing it's not touchdown props, and I'm guessing it's not. Uh, receiving yards for running backs um, yeah
2: that would be the the last that would be the last quarterback uh so yeah this season my biggest edge has actually been on um running back uh running back rushing attempts lines I've had a really good win rate with and I've also done really well with quarterback attempts um as well so yeah just I'm going where the money is so uh I probably between yeah rushing uh, running back attempts lines and quarterback attempts lines as well has been uh, really generous to me
0: Connor I think I know your answer but um
1: what yeah would you? I mean it I mean it has to be bad QB unders like that's just like you know my uh, bad QB unders against good defenses that's just like you know my that's like a, a system play for me um but my, according to the numbers I'm better at wide receiver unders uh hitting a very nice sixty-nine percent of those bets right now. Um, so, I mean, by the numbers that Dan Rivera as is, is, he divides it all into like different categories uh, for us. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's probably what I have to go with, even though it feels wrong. Love that number. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: that's uh that makes a lot of sense. So if you look at my thing from Dan charting. And this is actually good news. I didn't even know this. I'm ten and four on tight end props this year.
2: Well, that right, is an all omen all right. for this week, if I've ever and seen four, one,
0: Mister I gave you three, so let's. So let's we're going to be
2: thirteen and four after week fourteen, gentlemen.
0: Yep, but I'm also uh, hitting about uh, almost sixty eight percent on team totals this year. Um, wow, that's impressive, right? That's something I've done for years. You know, I, I, when I my totals article is almost exclusively team totals. Um, I just think that there's a massive edge on playing around key numbers. I talk about it all the time and um, a pretty large sample of, uh, of team total unders. Um, yeah, 20 and 10 so far this year. If, if that's
2: um, not enough reason to get the 4 for 4 subscription, but I don't know what is because you will get access to Mr. Noonan's team totals articles that comes out once a week, and that is a very impressive
0: winning percentage. Thank you, buddy. I got one squad. I am 5-0 and oh on their team under. I'm going to announce that six and zero oh this week, and you can find that
1: out when yeah, you okay. buy a sub. You got oh, 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 you what have a, a sub. Gunner. What a tease! <laughs>
0: uh, you have a sub. Um, yeah, we are, uh, we're just going to continue to print on team totals. So I would probably leave something in the prop field because I love props, but like if I'm betting something that's a more traditional, actually, I don't even think team totals are traditional because I've been, I've done multiple podcast appearances on other shows this year, and I like talk about team totals and like the host is always like, Oh, I never really think about team totals or we never talk about team totals on the show. And yeah, um, I think it's probably you know, a more traditional market, but um, yeah, I think it's uh, definitely there's edges
1: to be. Had yeah. Because there. we're betting like insane derivatives, whether or not, you know, like a quarterback will, you know, have a p- first pass attempt at, you know, Xmart, you know, we talk about those things where it's like people, they don't even understand those exists. So that's
0: <laughs> no, true. All right. For the sake of the show, we are, uh we've been, f- I don't even believe that we are 55 minutes in. We're going to try to bust through. We usually stay around an hour. Um, We're going to try to bust through these as much as we can. Um, I'm going to pick one of you. So stretch out. Uh, If the other has a thought, just raise your hand. I will call on you and you can jump in as well. So um, you guys are awesome. You you guys buried us with questions as well. So um, I think we got to get to this one. This one was the first one. Patrick (laughs) wants to know. Again, this is probably going to take 10 minutes. Uh, Patrick wants to know who would win in a one V one V one fight between myself, Connor and Alex, um, Alex, I'm going to kick it to you. I know Connor's thoughts. Um, Uh, I had, you know, Connor and I had an argument with some other people about who would win races. Like I know, Connor is, um, I know his thoughts here, Alex, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think this is a fantastic question. I'm down to spend as much time as (laughs) it possibly takes to get to the root of this answer. Um, So, yeah, it does depend on if, you know, Ryan and Connor make some type of agreement before we step into, you know, the squared circle or octagon. Do they decide to take me out first (laughs) and then settle their differences? But in a scenario where it's like to the death, And uh, there can be no, there can be no, you know, uh, yeah, alliances made ahead of time. I want to back myself. I do have a background in Greco-Roman wrestling, which I do think will benefit me. I also took some Mm -hmm. jujitsu classes in the past. So, yeah, I I do think that will help me. Uh, I do think that Ryan and Connor may have a cardio edge. So I'd probably have to, uh, dispose of them quickly or else I might gas, um, cause it's been a long time since I've wrestled or done jujitsu, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's my campaign. How, how my tall strength. are you, Alex? How's, I'm I mean, six one.
1: Okay. So I'm the shortest out of all of you then. Newton is a damn giant. Like, I mean, Noonan is like six, four, like, you know, he's wow. I mean, a big dude, um, I I okay, Noonan, we've talked about this before. I would definitely beat you in a race. I don't think I would beat you in a fight. I mean, you have like six inches of reach on me. Like, I mean, that's, I'm not that's short. A lot to I'm deal like with. six foot, but like, I mean, you're like, I mean, you're just I mean, you're a lot taller than I am. So, like, and I don't Alex know. has a
0: bear on his wall.
1: That that's true too. I mean, did you kill that thing? Like, i I did not, I did
0: not. You
1: definitely did. I yeah. I mean, you and your asthmatic cat went and took that motherfucker down. Yeah. <laughs> I also have
0: fifteen years on you at least, Connor. So, you know, you're that's true. Yeah. That's I'm some like, old man strength. That's also that's dry, the thing, like, is I have dad strength that you know, the two of you don't really fully have, you know, these dad hands. Like. I'm in
2: that sweet spot though, because I'm 34. So that's like right when the uh the old man strength comes. I still have some of that like, you know, youthful uh yeah. athleticness still kind of uh teetering around. So yeah, I think it'd be really interesting. I think we should do it at some point.
1: I think I'm we in Vegas fight, next year, sure. Week One. We have a caged <laughs> fight. I'm in. i We'll be there anyways, Alex. You're. you're welcome with, you welcome. you, I'm coming. I'm happy Pay per view. You know, it'll be. It'll be awesome.
2: Yeah, it would be awesome. So- Please type in chat. I would like to see everybody type in chat who they think will win uh, this three way Royal Rumble as well.
0: Please, uh, you know, if you're listening later, tag us on Twitter. We definitely would like to get the uh, community involved. And more questions like that. It's a fantastic question. Agreed. Thank you, Patrick. These are
2: the questions we want. Yeah. Shout out, Patrick.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, actually, Cody called it out. Alex is a damn bear on his wall. I mean, ah, hard to get there. It is also a good point. Uh, Vinny said, Alex, uh, because the other two would just be paralyzed by the beauty of his mane. And I think that that is something we didn't actually uh, really consider. consider The hair would be
2: down in in the combat scenario, so.
1: Be blinded by the beauty.
0: Uh, Cody called us earlier. He wanted to know which quarterback Connor was fading. Mike Glennon was the answer. Dan, I left your calves alone. Minus uh, 10,000 that I would take a shot at Dan's baby calves. Uh, I I did not in this episode. I left your baby calves alone. Uh, Stop skipping legs day and uh, hit those calves. They're they're important. You don't want to look weird um let's see here what else we got here everyone is calling connor shot early which i absolutely love to see um no jared
2: patterson props
0: yet <laughs> no no jared patterson what is it we got a, a, a hockey prop A hockey prop okay all right Shot all props right. dropping a uh i'm not even gonna uh, uh, try to say that name but over three that and a half what shots
1: is... yeah okay i'm into it is that the vegas knights yeah, yeah this Vegas good. Knights over three and a half shots on goal, minus 160. Only played eight games this year, averaged 5.63 shots per on goal per game, hit the over 87%. Uh hundred percent at home. Five last yeah, five wow. last five. I mean, this is a great bet. I, I know Sean as
2: well. He is a sharp hockey better. So I'm I'm, I'm riding for the, the squad. I'm about to bet yeah, this right now. Me too. I'm gonna get in on it. I love a people that up.
0: are sharp. i I tied up my entire points bet account for like five days on a random like <laughs> Like Davis Cup tennis (laughs) bat a couple weeks ago because some dude that I really trust on tennis uh, put it out and uh, it hits so I love people that are like super sharp in these really niche sports so uh, thanks shot props Mm -hmm. Um, podcast listeners I'm sorry you missed it you gotta join us in the chat Uh, shout out to DT Uh, Connor got the DT jersey on rest in peace Connor big fan of uh, of DT is his favorite player growing up which was like
1: last year (laughs) <laughs> um,
0: when Connor, you know, I mean, legit- legitimately,
1: like my favorite player growing up, which is sad because he like wasn't even playing till 2010. But like when I was in in you know, like. I was a huge Broncos fan growing up and then like he came into the picture and the whole Tebow thing, you know, and Peyton Manning era. Like, I mean, he was just awesome. He was an incredible player he was. Uh, and, and from most accounts, you know, an incredible human, you know, and someone who took the time to teach, uh, you know, other younger wide receivers, played with the kids, you know, was a nice guy from all I've heard. So, uh, you know, rest in peace. Tragic.
0: This is why I couldn't do a, a you know, a, a fight bet with my boys here. You know, hug the people you love. Life is uh, tomorrow's not promised take care of your, your people. Um, always these reminders slap you in the face in a hard, hard way. And I'm sure that's happening to him and his community this week in a, in a big, big way. Uh, Shot props, new sub. Thanks, man. So we even need to tailor even more new account. He hadn't subbed yet Uh shout outs again. Again, prop stars coming with some NBA stuff here starting next week. So you guys want to get on that I uh, get it going for sure. Edward also best subscription out there. You guys are awesome. Uh, Great job guys. Uh, Dalton getting the shout out to Connor with his wine.
1: Super. Yeah, I finished I need another glass, but I don't want to get up <laughs> in Joe
0: uh, thoughts on Connor under thirty and a half and attempts at minus minus one thirty. Um,
1: yeah. I fired but, back. I like that. I think that's good. Yep. That's a big number.
0: It is a big number. Uh, Deshaun Jackson over 19 yards uh, minus minus one twenty. Seems low, could probably get there. Yeah, that play, seems solid. Yeah. yeah, again, the way he's used is uh, – that makes a ton of sense. Um, Shot Props, excited that he got – I think that has the Josh Jacobs number. Um, he got that live. That is not typically what happens with Prop Stars. You're typically trying to find, uh, you know, variations of the number or that remnants. he needs to see if they're still – yep. <laughs> the shrapnel that is left behind from a Prop Stars pick. <laughs> um, CEH this has come up. There's apparently a uh, – A boost on DraftKings. CEH over 58 and a half rushing yards on DraftKings at a plus number here. Uh, Anyone have a thought on CEH here? I'm going to dig up his.
2: Yeah, it doesn't uh, seem like a bad uh, number. I think his actual number, I want to say, is 60 or 63, between 60 and 63. You know, the Raiders are somewhat of a run funnel as well. They have a very aggressive pass rush with Ngakwe and Max Crosby. I believe they rank first in a pass rush grade as well. So, you know, a good way to counter that is by running the ball taking advantage of an overly aggressive uh, defensive line. Uh, the Chiefs, however, don't tend to do that even uh, kind of when teams are inviting them, which would be, you know, an argument against the spot. So um, the mentor is also in the backfield. I don't think, you know, CEH has had some durability concerns. So, yeah, I, I'd lean over on it slightly, but with the involvement of the mentor, coupled with the Chiefs, you know, still wanting to pass the ball as much as they do, I, I don't personally love it.
0: Yep. Yeah um everyone well mentioning that uh you look like you're ready for a nap which just happened on the show before yeah or that you've been that. i am tired i am tired <laughs> hanging in the garden there in the lab it's a combination of both <laughs> the garden is very uh fruitful yes very <laughs> it is uh, adjacent to the lab uh, it's literally right there <laughs> <laughs> you
2: can go out that door and you are in in the garden of gardens
0: uh, Kelsey, coming to hang out with us. Appreciate Kelsey. it. Move, move over from Twitter to hang out and support Proppy and the show. Thanks for hanging out with us, Kelsey. Uh, Love you, Kelsey. To, Kelsey, continue to cash those touchdown props. Um, you were awesome. Uh, she had a question about CEH as well, which we already answered. Uh, multiple CEH questions. You guys are all over this one. Maybe this is a, a prop offering a boost or something that drafts. I mean at plus
1: one twenty five. I actually don't really like mind it. I think at plus one plus money, I think it's fine. Uh, did you I guys
2: guess. I didn't mean to cut you off Connor. Did you guys yeah, see yeah. the boost that was on fan duel last night? That was uh, it was uh Big Ben and Kirk Cousins who each throw for two hundred passing yards at plus two hundred.
1: Mm, I did not. Oh. I I miss that one. That sucks. That's amazing, that's, right? That free money. Yeah. That yeah. was free. You could bet up to 200 bucks as well. Ooh, oh, wow.
0: They never let yeah. you do that. That's, I know. It was yeah. amazing. Congrats. Um, yeah. Connor Olson. love, love, love Josh Allen over 39 and a half pass attempts against. Um, I think that's interesting, too, right? P- uh, pass funnel Bucks defense. Bucks defense is good against the pass. Uh, we need to now, kind of move now, past yeah. that. Yeah um again they are yeah so they're good against the run still so like the best way to approach them is to throw but they are um you know top 10 unit defensively they've also Um, shown
2: some chinks in the armor too uh, on the ground too so i do think having a more balanced approach uh is the way to go versus the bucks especially recently and yeah their secondary and their pass coverage has made just absolutely a massive strides over the past handful of weeks they are no longer the we talked about this last week at length right the exploitable matchup that you look for to attack you know if you're yeah. searching for wide receiver or quarterback overs they are an excellent coverage unit at this stage of the season and if anything they're a match to avoid in my opinion so yeah especially if you look at like recent trends as well uh they have been extremely stingy both to wide receivers tight ends and quarterbacks so i'm actually looking under um on kind of inflated numbers and that even maybe be one of them there i haven't taken them that close of a look at it but yeah I, I i just air cautiously this is not the same bucks defense that it was the first five weeks of the season they've had a drastic turnaround so just want to put that out there
0: yeah we have a projection at 36 and a half so we our number is under this number so definitely not a bettable edge and probably if anything uh, the ledge edge would be towards the under. Um, Fred wants to know about Gibson over 66 and a half yards. We have Gibson at 68 against Dallas. Again, not a, a bettable edge in my opinion, Kelsey with a shout outs on Claypool uh, over under 10 seconds on a celebration. Um, <laughs> not a great look for, for Claypool there uh, for sure. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, tight end week. Hell yeah. Dalton. Let's get it. Uh, people want to know about Connor's wine and about how you get an asthmatic cat. Um, It's
2: a long story. I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Let's see if there are any uh, thoughts on Jarvis Landry uh, based on the game script and last game, how depleted the Ravens are. Yeah, I mean, receptions you can get me, but it's juiced up at this point. Uh, He's not a dude that I want to attack yards with how he's played, so he's pretty much a stay away from me. Either of you have any feelings
1: on uh, Jarvis Landry?
2: Yeah, I think you summed it up well, personally, Ryan. What about you, Connor?
1: Yeah, I'm coming around on the the Browns passing game and like the over on that game, but uh, it's I think it could be a little bit more spread out. You know, maybe Hooper gets you some, maybe like a long Donovan People jones you know, I don't know.
2: Do you guys have a take on uh, getting a Nick Chubb line under 70 yards? I know obviously about eight for 16 uh, two weeks ago. Coming off of the bye, obviously no Tyler Conklin is going to be a a significant loss for this Browns offense but yeah this is maybe the first time I can remember at least in the past 20 to 30 Nick Chubb starts that we've seen his rushing line under 70 yards just curious what your guys take on that is
0: he's got such big playability where it's like it's I'm sure that there this is sometimes maybe a leak in my process where I can I can easily envision a big play like that crushing an under on yardage and someone like that I'd I'd rather play – if I'm going to play an under on Chubb, it's probably going to be on like an attempts situation versus yardage because he's so talented. Against any defense, he can just house one. So um, I bet the, the lean is probably under, but it's not a play for me.
1: Yeah, market is efficient there, I think.
0: Uh, Alex is going to have a props article on 4-4 Wednesdays. Um, so, again, you want to subscribe and take advantage of that. Uh, do not miss that. Um, let's see. Patrick wants to know – Mike Williams over 67 and a half yards. Um, yeah, obviously, all the injuries and COVID issues going on there. Um, any thoughts here on Mike Williams?
2: Yeah, I mean, set up favorably without Keenan Allen in the lineup. Um, yeah, hopefully, he's getting double digit targets that you'd look for. So, yeah, I think it's an over or no play. He, the A dot, though, while well, it's very deep. So I'm hoping that they kind of allow him to have a more diverse route tree and kind of pick up some of those high percentage routes that Keenan was running, you know, close, closer to the line of scrimmage, get the ball in his hands. If they're going to just kind of lean on him as the big play guy, which we've seen, you know, with Keenan in the lineup, I'm a little more concerned with it because, you know, that's subject to, a lot of volatility. Those are the lowest percentage passes to complete when they're down the field. You also have to, you know, worry about pass interference calls on both sides. So, yeah, I'd lean over. It's a little bit tough because we haven't really seen Mike Williams in this offense without Keenan very much. But uh, yeah, for me, it's an over or nothing. But don't have yeah, a strong take.
1: Totally depends on his role. I think that's what it comes down to. What what they kind of route driving are run. So you said it well. But that's I think something that could be a great in-game live betting opportunity.
0: He also wants to know about Zach Wilson's attempts over 34 and a half. We have him at 35.5. Not a bettable edge, in my opinion. Um chill. You're correct. It is the Jets. <laughs> um my team total under run is uh oh, on the Jets.
2: This is a uh, avid average subscriber of yours, right? So want
0: to take advantage I of the Jets unders anytime we can get him. Uh this week against uh Saints team that we don't trust offensively, but the defense is still pretty stout and Jets are not getting to 20. so. uh, And we got Alvin Kamara. Yep. All right. Uh, That about does it. You guys are awesome. Uh, Went a little longer this week. Really want to continue to do our best to get to all your questions. So that is super helpful um, without going, you know, making this a two-hour show. But we um, are nothing without you hanging out with us and firing off uh, these. Like we said, every week this is, you know, the favorite piece of content for each of us that we do. So we are super-duper grateful. We do want to get to producer Sal's. Uh, prop tool bet of the week. So, Sal, bring us home. What is our uh, bet of the week? <laughs> All right, Sal. Hit us
1: with it. <laughs> the, the big drop for... Uh, oh, my God. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh look at that oh my god plus 110 look at that sal just whipped this up oh i love a
0: slight favorite baby let's go i am a real i'm the biggest
1: dog here hurricane. yeah let's go my alex dog.
2: oh my gosh bet on
1: sal me sal thinks you've been in the garden too much bro i, I mean, guess so i mean look um, at those guns baby of course i'm of course i'm the favorite is- yeah,
2: I think Connor is the Undertaker. If I'm not miss, that looks like the Undertaker's outfit. <laughs> you got uh, oh, Noonan man. filling in as Hulk Hogan, and I'm not quite sure who uh,
0: Is this Virgil I- over here? Virgil's uh, getting uh, headlocked. It
2: might. It might be Virgil over there. <laughs> so, Ric Flair. I'm Ric Flair. Okay, so the chest Woo! slaps were just happening. <laughs> Where's Alex? Alex's those cat? I think,
1: I think if Alex is going to be the That's dog, a gotta, big his, edge. his cat has got to be in the I'll house. have three cats on my shoulders just <laughs> ready to... I
0: absolutely love it, Sal. Thank you again uh, for the event. So if you guys are listening on podcasts, uh, if, thank you. We super appreciate it. Uh, the YouTube stream is, is the way the show is intended. There's to a work. wonderful
2: graphic up right now if you're listening via audio yeah. only.
0: All right, t- take us home. What are your props? <laughs> All right, <laughs> we got Davis Mills under four and a half rushing yards. Uh, this is minus one hundred five on DraftKings. The snail.
2: I love rejected. him laying on the ground.
0: Those <laughs> uh, oh, are some Jordan One spikes he's wearing too. Those are fresh. He looks uh, good. Yeah, this is a nice value play. Uh, under four and a half rushing yards. I imagine um that neither, neither of you have a, a strong lean, but we probably think it's a good play.
1: I mean, he
2: runs yeah. like a young a prime Jay Cutler.
1: Dude, yeah. I mean he's gone over that twice all season. I'm in. I'm fully in. I needed a way <laughs> to bet on Davis Mills, so there you go. Some extra action.
0: It's great sound. You mean a little sloth action too. You got <laughs> another one for us? You got two this week. Oh, he's got two this week again. He keeps giving us two with a rushing prop on the quarterback. This, this Ty is I Johnson. Yeah, gets high over
2: 20 and a half. I looked at this actually.
0: All right.
1: I like it. Ty this over. line
2: opened at 39 and a half. Apparently
0: I saw yeah. it. Yeah. I,
1: and I, I took like, some under on that. I took, I took a little piece, but wasn't able to get it out. 20 and a
2: half. I mean, yeah, this guy's going to get, I know it's the saints, but I mean, there's no Tavon Coleman and obviously no Michael Carter. That leaves is it Austin Williams is the other running back in the Jets back Austin and
0: Walter. Austin yeah.
2: Walter. So I mean, he's gonna get 10 to 12 touches most likely or 12 to 10 carries. So I mean at 20 and a half yards. I my model had an edge on it as well. So I like this.
0: I love it. Yeah. So this is another one of those examples where you know a group probably moved on it at on an under in a big, big way. Everyone and their brother comes in you know tails it just keeps pounding it down regardless of what the number is and all of a sudden we've we've lost 50% of the line how by... often do you see a, a
2: 50% yeah
1: so crazy. okay so what what happened was it opened at FanDuel at 39 and a half a group hit the under hard it was still at 35 and a half of points but that's where it originally opened then DraftKings didn't open it at all then DraftKings and Caesars opened it at 20 um so i think it's still at 35 and a half of points but at 20 <laughs> i mean decent decent middle still That's um, a great middle. middle. Yeah. yeah. So if you're into it, I mean, I think that's actually fine. I consider taking some over 20 just to get a little middle think. there as well. Um, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's wild. So, all right, Sal, back on the, on the horse this week. We're going to get some wins. Good job, Sal. Sal. We're going to go 14 another this week. I can feel it in my bones. Uh, it's yep. good things. So uh, you guys are awesome. Again, um, check out the show notes. You can get you know all the information. You can go prop by prop. You can get, uh, you know, understanding of how you want to get access to our tools the tools that we just showed you here on youtube are part of our betting sub again 444.com slash plans that's going to include uh nfl to the end of the season and then nba through the end of february uh then you can jump right back in and do it with us through the end of the nba season buy your annual subscription in march take you home all the way to uh to next march so you guys are the best uh we appreciate it so for connor and alex i am ryan we will see you next week thanks everyone